Welcome to Who Is My Neighbor, the podcast highlighting community leaders making a difference. I'm Jenny Devlin, and it is my privilege to be here with Barbara Heading Jones today. Barbara, or as many lovingly call her Barb, and her husband are a retired Army military family. Her husband is a retired colonel, a dentist. They came from West Point Military Academy and have been residents of Clarksville, Tennessee for 37 years. She has supported her husband through dental school, private practice, and their military years together, all while serving in various capacities throughout the community. She volunteered as a docent and demonstrator in historic Collinsville, Tennessee, dressing up and spinning wool for over 25 years. She has been involved with the Day of Service, Empty Bulls, the Salvation Army, Festival of the Nativity, has volunteered at the thrift shop on Fort Campbell, been involved with the Clarksville Garden Club, Republican Women, volunteered at the Election Commission, the list goes on and on. It has been said of Barb, take the five most service-oriented, talented, community-involved people you know and wrap them into one person. That's Barb. Barb, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad you're here. I would love to start by talking about historic Collinsville and the demonstrations and involvement that you had there. Would you tell us a little bit about that and kind of where you got started with your involvement there and kind of what you did? Okay. Well, I lived in Holland and I learned how to spin wool when I lived in Holland. And when I came to Clarksville, I joined the Spinners and Weavers Guild here. And one of my dear friends that was in the Spinners and Weavers Guild was Joanne Weekly, and she and her husband started Historic Collingsville back in 1997, and then opened it up to the community later. But she asked me to come out and demonstrate for the school children that come by busloads every year. There's 18 log cabins out there, and it's um, a place that actually is educating people about the times after the, just, after, well, during the, after the Civil War, it was 1840 to 1890. That's the time, time zone out there. So that we had to be authentically dressed all the time in, the, in those costumes and everything. And I just enjoyed it so much because the kids, <laughs> kids nowadays aren't outside very much and they don't, if I showed them how to, how to smell an herb, if I picked up an herb and asked them to smell it, they would say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to touch that. You know, so, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I teach them all kinds of things about how the cabins were made and where the um, the trees came from and just all kinds of wonderful things. And they, their eyes would just get bigger and bigger all the time. So I really enjoyed doing that. So um, it was also for people that were visiting Clarksville. They would come by buses also from all over the all over the world, actually, and our sister city for Clarksville is in Korea, um, Kumpo, Korea. And they all came one time, and that was fun to, to talk with all of them. They were very interested in what I had to tell them and what I had to show them. So that's, that's what it was all about. I love that. And I love that you were able to take that talent of spinning wool and serve with it. That's such a beautiful thought. And I think as, as listeners are hearing that and thinking about maybe some of the talents that they have, we all have something different to offer. And that's what makes mm -hmm. communities so yeah. incredible. It's incredible though, that people used to do that all the time back in the, in the 1800s. I mean, they had to, to survive. They didn't have stores nearby. They didn't have 
Walmart or Parks Belt. Um, they had to they had to do that. So uh, a lot of people don't realize that. And I'm sure it's eye opening for them to yeah. go back yeah. in history and see what life was like. I love that. Yes. And you mentioned you did demonstrations for over 30,000 people while you were there. Is that children. right? Children. children, just children. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There are first, second and third graders and fourth graders. The fourth graders were the best because they'd ask a lot of questions and everything. So I really enjoyed them. It was also picked up by the um, church. There was a, an article that was sent in about um, the people at Collingsville that that worked out there because I asked some of the other ladies from the church that I knew and they all, they came out. So we had about five people at one time working out there as volunteers. Wow. So that was great. That's really neat. Some of them have passed away since then. So that's kind of sad. That is too bad. That's really neat. And that you were able to do it for so long. Yes. I am curious about the Fort Campbell thrift shop. Will you tell me a little bit about that and how that came about? <laughs> well, most military facilities have a thrift shop and people bring their, you know, just like this Goodwill or someplace like that. And they bring in there all their things that they don't want anymore. And then we price them and, um, and then people come in and purchase them, purchase whatever they want. So that, that's what we did there. That was fun, too. I, I was the one that had the first choice of everything when they brought it in. So I brought, bought too many things. <laughs> so sometimes yeah. serving is in your own benefit as well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's, blessings, there's blessings to be had. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me about, I'm not familiar with the, the garden club. Tell it's me about that. The Clarksville Garden Club is the oldest garden club in the state of Tennessee. It's a volunteer, you know, you go and you, and you pay a dues for the year and then you, you, do all kinds of um, arrangements. You learn how to do flower arrangements for different purposes. And you bring a, a flower arrangement. They have a, <laughs> they, ha they have it very organized. They'll give you a topic that you have to ex expand on in your flower arrangement. Um, and then <clears throat> you bring it in and then it's, it's judged. And then we also did um, flower arrangements and, and went to the different uh, nursing homes and, and showed the, people in the nursing homes how to do flower arrangements different things like that and then we also would help out at the schools and put in plants or or put in trees at times you know and then we also did that down at the uh, the fairgrounds here in Clark so we put trees in down there but um, then they went and landscaped the whole thing and took a lot of them down so that was the end of that but but it's a wonderful organization and you make really have, have really good friendships because of it. Cause we go to different conventions and different things that they have during the year. So that's a really fun thing to do. And you learn. And what I love about it is that we learn about plants all the time. Also being a master gardener too, you do that. You had to take the master gardener class to, uh, and that, that took a lot of um, study and everything, get this huge book. And then they give you a test at the end you have, on all the things that you learned. So um, that was a lot of fun, but you learned a lot. So that's what it was all about. Wow. That's really incredible. And such a neat way to meet people and expand on something you're interested in. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Republican women, and I understand you volunteered at the election commission as well. Yes. I used to go and um, help out there. We would um, 
welcome people in to come and vote. And then you'd have to make sure you, their name was on the list that you had and everything. So that was fun too. I met a lot of nice people that way. Yeah. And the Republican women, I go to that because then I can learn about the different candidates that are running for office and everything that, and they have different speakers that come in all the time, different senators and congressmen. And um, I just love it. I mean, that's one way of getting to know the, the people that are, are running our country. You know, I wish that more, more people would be, become involved. Now my husband even goes to the Republican Women Club with me. He, he enjoys it. And you get a nice lunch and there's a lot of nice people there. That's really neat. And I was, I was going to ask about that. What about it is so, what's so important about it to you? And you kind of went into that. Do you think that your history with the military kind of pushed that to, I mean, all of us need to be involved in voting and be a part of making decisions for our country. Do you think serving in the military helped guide you to be more involved in that? Well, yes, it could have helped. Yes. We, um, we came here from, like you said, from West Point, the military academy. So, you know, we had some wonderful experiences um, at, at West Point. And, you know, you'd be sitting in the bleachers watching the, the cadets march and everything. And a senator would come and sit down next to you to watch the parade and everything. So you never know who was going to show up. And we had many, many meetings there with different people and that were part of the, um, the military and part of the uh, West Point. It was a wonderful experience. We were there for four years. Prior to that, though, I was in Holland, I told you. My husband was stationed in Holland. And in Holland, once a month, we got together uh, with different um, countries, uh, like Sweden or different countries that were part of NATO. So I got to meet a lot of different people then also. In fact, one time, the French general bowed to me and kissed my hand. I will never forget that. (laughs) Wow. Every month we had a different... Oh, I wish I knew the word for everything here. We had different uh, meetings there where the um, different countries would be the host for the meeting. And they would show all of the things from their country at that when they were hostesses for it. And then we had uh, Alaska was a host one time. They came in with all the Eskimos and all the different items that they make in Alaska from... um, you know, different things from bones and everything. It was really neat, but they had a huge cake of Alaska too. I'll never forget that. So, so that was a a wonderful experience. So I guess that kind of spearheaded me to be involved in community things. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting as you kind of live through your life, what turns into something bigger. Yeah. Right. Okay. So there's a couple empty bowls, Salvation Army, uh, there's a, you just are so involved in so many things. I am curious that of all of the community service you have been involved with, what do you feel like you are most proud of? Or is there something that was really memorable for you to be a part of? All of them. <laughs> no, the Salvation Army, I think it's a wonderful organization to help people to to get their lives together and, and, and get a good job and get a home and, or a place to live and everything. So, and then, as I mentioned to you at Christmas time, it's so wonderful to be able to be a part of that Christmas party and see the kids when they come in and we get presents for them and they just so excited. Many of them probably, you know, didn't even have a, have the opportunity to have a present for Christmas because their parents don't have any money or anything like that. And then uh, uh, having meals for them all the time. Every day they have to, 
only during the week though. They have to leave on the weekends. They're there five days a week and then they're, they're fed five days a week. But on the weekends, they have to, they have to go someplace else. That, that to me is a wonderful, and we, we were able to raise enough money to put, to provide computers for them so they could learn how to use a computer while they're there at the Salvation Army. So that was good. And also to get food orders in for, from the church for them. That was a wonderful experience. So that, that, that's very special. And the angel trees and all of that and the, counting the money from the, uh, the kettles and all of that. So that, that's very special to be able to help people that are homeless and people that need, you know, um, service for different things. Yes. I think it starts to help you realize what uh, the needs are and be able to fill those needs. Well, great. there's a lot of needs in the community all the time, for sure. You know, when I first came to Clarksville, I wanted to volunteer. <laughs> and this was, you know, 37 years ago. And I went up to the, um, the mayor's office there and I asked, is there an organization for volunteering here in Clarksville? And I said, no, do you want to start one? <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's funny. That's Just jump right in and do it, I guess. Right? No, no. <laughs> that's the way it was. I would love for you to talk a little bit about empty bowls. And for those who are unaware of what it is, it maybe explain oh, that a little bit. That's a wonderful organization. We've raised over $30,000 each time we've had empty bowls for the nonprofit organizations here in, in Clarksville, the, the um, <clears throat> loaves and fishes and, urban ministries and different organizations that that need the money to continue with their, what they're doing all the time and it's a lot of fun we make soups and um yeah, people can volunteer to go and um, paint bowls have you painted a bowl for it? i have not i have just barely learned about it but i'm excited i i believe it is happening this year i'm excited february. to be a part of it this year right february so people paint bowls and then what is what happens with those bowls? They paint bowls and they donate them. You have to pay to paint them and everything. And then <clears throat> you donate them. And then maybe you'll get one year years back because they line them up and you know to different churches for people to take home. And when they pay the money for the for the um, soup and everything, they get a bowl to take home. So they can choose any bowl they want. And there's lots of bowls that have been painted, so they have a big choice. The bowl is the significance of feeding the hungry. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing to do. So that's beautiful. That. And then the, the funds that are raised from the purchase of those bowls goes to feed the hungry. Yes. Yes, exactly. And um, lots of churches get involved. In fact, we couldn't get over how many more churches got involved. You know, in the beginning there were only like, like six and now there's lots of churches that are doing it. So, you get to meet all the different people from other churches because you have, if you're involved in it, you've got to have meetings. You've got to, you know, be able to um, organize the thing and have people that will um, donate their time and energy for, for empty bowls. So I wish I could be more specific about that. I wish I'd read up on that. I'm sorry. Oh no, you are just fine. I just was wanting to get kind of a brief overview of what it is. I think it's so beautiful that, like you were saying, different churches of different backgrounds come together and are serving together to right. provide yeah. for the better good of the community. Such That's a right. Beautiful. That's what it's all about. Yep. And, I, uh, love yeah. I love it. Yeah. I am curious if you 
have a favorite way. This is a little bit different than some of my other questions, but I'm curious if you have a favorite way to connect with your family or your neighborhood or basically just the community you live in. Do you have a favorite way to connect with people? (laughs) I can tell you one thing I did when I lived in Holland. I had all my Dutch neighbors come over for a Christmas open house and I made um, cheesecake with cherries on top and they had never had that. Um, they don't eat cheesecake in Holland and my Dutch neighbors came over. They didn't, they all came at the same time. They didn't, it was an open house, but they didn't know what that was. So they all came at the same time (laughs) and they loved the cherry cheesecake and they became my best friends after that. They wanted the recipe and everything. So I did that when I lived in Holland and here in my, where I live now, we had some new neighbors that came, uh, that moved in and, I just wanted them to know the other neighbors. So we had a little um, get together at my house. So I made sandwiches and different things and they came, they, all my neighbors came to meet the new neighbors. So that, that's always a good thing to do too. So that, you know, they'll know who their neighbors are. That's important as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So yeah. That, and that's what, that's what makes up our community. I love that. That's right. That's right. Gathering and food. That's perfect. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Who doesn't like gathering and food, right? That's right. (laughs) The last question that I have for you and that I'm going to have for all of the people on this podcast is if someone listening is interested in serving in his or her community, what advice would you give them? Well, they'd have to decide for themselves what they would be interested in doing, right? Or if they have a talent that they want to offer to one of the um, organizations in the community. You know, everybody has a talent. I don't know what that talent would be for each one. And um, they just have to be prayerful and, um, you know, decide on their priorities and what time uh, that they have to volunteer for different things. You know, my family always came first, too, and that's important. Uh, you can volunteer and volunteer. And then sometimes, you know, you don't, you're not leaving enough time to take care of your family too. So you, you know that, but um, just to be careful and prior, prioritize the things that you're interested in. There's all kinds of things in the community you can get involved in. So they have to choose, you know, what they would want to get involved in. I think the schools are important to um, and volunteer and also, you know, reading to children and helping uh, as a, as an aide in the classroom and, there's so many things you can do. Yeah. How people can be bored is beyond me, you know, because <laughs> there's so many things to do all the time, you know, even at the library or whatever, there's all kinds of things you can do. If you see something you like, then get it. You know, anytime you see something that you want to know more about, ask a lot of questions and, and, and find out what, you know, what you would be interested in. Right. I love that prayer thinking about talents that you have stepping outside of yourself a little bit and yes. just asking questions. Yes. yes. Beautiful. Barb, okay. is there anything else that you can think of that you'd like to add? I just think you're terrific. <laughs> you I are so sweet. I think it's great when people can learn to, to be involved in the community. I mean, and, and to get to know other people from other churches, that's very important. Um, you know that. So I love that. We need each other. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And if you, if you know somebody that's involved in something that you might be interested in, talk to them about it. Perfect. 
Well, thank you, Barb. I appreciate your time so much for being here and sharing your life and your community involvement with us. We appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, honey. If you are looking for opportunities to serve in your community, JustServe.org is a great resource. It connects reputable organizations in need with volunteers willing to serve, all for free. Join us in future episodes as we hear from community leaders who are shining their lights and making a difference.